Hallelujah. Good evening, Riverbank. How are you doing today? God bless you. It is well. All right. So we're looking at the supernatural this Tuesday. And I promise you it's going to be very interesting. I'll try not to overshadow my teaching with too much testimony. This topic is something I love to handle physically because when I talk about the supernatural, I love to demonstrate the supernatural while I teach the topic. I love to demonstrate. Aside from teaching, the next thing I love to do is to demonstrate the power of God. To make people to see that the power of God is tangible, is real, and is effective. But no matter whether online or offline, as long as we are in the spirit, we can demonstrate the supernatural. After all, we have seen testimonies of people online, seeing oil on their head. They said they heard a voice calling their name, gold dust, miracles, healing. We thank God for everything. But let me enlighten you today on the supernatural, okay? How many of you saw the series? Vampire Diaries. I didn't see it. But how many of you saw Vampire Diaries? I think I saw Teen Wolf. Yes, I saw Teen Wolf. How many of you saw Teen Wolf? If you saw um, the series Vampire Diaries, Teen Wolf, Signify, please. You know, this series painted something to us. You see, an ordinary boy, I mean, an ordinary boy, an ordinary girl, be beaten by a werewolf. Let me try and remember the guy's name in Team Wolf. What was his name again? Scott. Yes, Scott. Scott. I can still remember. Scott. Scott was just a normal boy. And he was attacked by what they call werewolf. And the werewolf beat him. And the saliva of the werewolf mixed with his blood. And when the guy woke up the next day, he discovered that he was stronger, he was faster, his ears were sharper, his nose was better, he had asthma, he recovered from asthma. And the guy started observing from there that he had attributes that a wolf naturally will have. He had abilities that wolves naturally will have. Abilities like wolves can hear sound at a long distance, far distance. They can smell, they can track people's scent, blood, other things like that. Wolves are a bit, they are aggressive, they are wild, they are strong, and they are warm, very warm. So he discovered that he had these abilities. He had these abilities. His eyes could glow. He could see in the dark. And he discovered that he wasn't just a normal teenager anymore, a normal boy, a normal human. There was something else on the inside that's, that is, you know, taking place on the outside. There is something that is just taking over. Naturally, he can run at a normal human speed, but he started running at the speed of a wolf. 
He started running at the speed of an animal. That's beyond natural. That's supernatural. That's supernatural. You see, him, he's not a wolf. At the same time, he's a wolf. He's a human being. At the same time, he's not a human being. That is, when you meet him, you will perceive him as a normal human being. But when he begins to display the inner attributes, you will see a wolf coming out. So they decided to call them half human, half wolf. And they put it together. They call it man wolf. Another word for it is werewolf. And we see things like vampires. You know, that one will be beaten by one vampire and the other one will start taking the attributes and start functioning. Not as human being, but as a vampire. I need you to follow me right now. I'm laying a foundation. There's a virus that enters people and naturally the physical body begins to respond to the virus. You know, when malaria comes into, they say, this guy has malaria. The mosquito carried something and poured it into the blood, you know, bloodstream, and the, 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 the virus finds its way that it circulated all over the system. That is, the person is now displaying something that is happening on the inside and will not say the person has malaria. Uh, okay, I think everybody will have seen the zombie movies, zombies, whereby one was beaten by one zombie, the other person started you know, acting like a zombie, like, ah, 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 and started looking for wolf to bite again. That is, something entered in an innocent person's system. And naturally, the person started responding. The person started responding, started acting based on what is taking place on the inside. So something is in the system causing a functionality we are seeing on the outside. Now allow me to explain something to us. Jesus said in the book of John chapter 17 verse 3 that this is eternal life that we should know God and experience him. Jesus also said in the book of John, he prayed to God that we will become one with God the same way he is one with God. You saw him following me. Something happened to Jesus. A normal carpenter that loves to go to the synagogue and to read the scriptures. All of a sudden, God filled in the Holy Ghost. Bam! And we started seeing a, a superman at work. What was the spirit that entered him? It was the spirit of God. The spirit of God entered Jesus and Jesus started functioning the same way God will function. Something entered the system of Jesus and it changed his perspective from being a human being to a God being. That his functionality is no more of the natural. We cannot compare him to something super 
above the natural, we see supernatural. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God, is the same God who created the heaven and the earth in six days and rested on the seventh day. Is the same one who spoke and everything responded. Let me tell you something for someone who has been praying. Until the word of God comes into your spirit man, you can't control the world. Because the world was framed by the word of God. Until the word comes inside of you, you can't command anything in this world. Someone with me. Then we saw Jesus. He just got filled in the Holy Ghost, and the guy started preaching like the way any no one has ever preached before. He started healing all manner of sicknesses. Demons started seeing him, and demons started running helter skelter because Jesus showed up. But it wasn't Jesus we were seeing. The demons even knew him. They called him the Son of God. That is God in flesh. That is, we are seeing God before us. People were seeing Jesus of Nazareth. But the demons were saying, you guys are wrong. This is God, the one who created every one of us. This is God standing before us. I was just sharing the experience of the team with Vampire Diaries and how malaria you know, affects people and how zombies, when they bite people you know, in those movies, and <clears throat> people get to change. They stop becoming human beings and they start functioning according to the DNA that is affect, that is inside of them. The virus of a wolf comes into someone and the person becomes a werewolf. The virus of a vampire comes into someone and the person becomes a vampire. The virus of a zombie comes into someone and the person becomes a zombie. How much more if the spirit of God comes into an ordinary man, what would the person become? Because all I know is lions give birth to lions, goats give birth to goats, men give birth to men, God gives birth to words. Let us look at the book of Mark. Mark chapter 5. <laughs> Mark chapter 5. Hallelujah. Let us see Matthew 5, verse 1 to 5. Then Jesus came to the other side of the sea to the country of the Gadarens. And when he had come out of the boat, immediately they met him out of the tomb, a man with an unclean spirit who had been dwelling among the tombs no one could bind him not even the chains because he had often been bound with shackles and chains and the chains had been pulled apart by him and the shackles broken into pieces neither could anyone hold anyone tame him and always in the night and day he was in the mountains and in the tombs crying out and cutting himself with stone this is not normal. This is abnormal. How can they? How, how can how can a human being 
be bound with chains and break seats. That's supernatural strength. That strength is not normal. That strength is not normal. It's like saying, hey God, this strength is not normal. But look at what they said there. He said he had an unclean spirit. He had an unclean spirit. He had an unclean spirit. So there was something on the inside. So the guy was functioning based on the demon that was inside of him. If the demon had supernatural strength, the guy automatically had supernatural strength. Everything the demon inside of him could do, that was what the guy can do. They said no chains, no shackles could bound this guy. He was just breaking it. Look at the seven sources of suffering in the book of Acts. And when they went to cast out a demon out of the guy, do you know what the guy said? Paul, I, Jesus, I know, Paul, I know, who are you? And they said, this guy trashed seven sources of suffering. Seven, seven, one man. Embarrassed seven guys. They said they left the place naked. Come on. That's no normal. There is something on the inside of that person that is making him to live beyond the natural. That's what I'm saying here. Let me take you to the Old Testament. When Elijah finished praying, the Bible said that he ran faster than the chariots. He ran faster than the chariots. Sorry, it's like saying you run faster than a Ferrari. You run faster than a Ferrari. Does that even make sense? That someone ran faster than Ferrari. It was written that Elijah was busy teleporting. They'll say they found him in Jericho, in the school of the prophets. They found him in so and so. They found him in Jordan. They found him here. He was just busy teleporting. This was not working. It's like saying you found him in Ogun State, and then you found him in Nasarawa. The next time you found him, like Babala used to do, Babala would tell you, I'll see you guys in Kano. And he will open the door, and the next door is opening is Kano. How did these guys get to this level now? How about? You know, <laughs> Elisha, you know, the king of Syria, said, How is it that? Israel always know about our battle plans and everything we do. They told him, they said, there's a prophet in Israel named Elisha. He hears what you talk about in your bedchambers. That is, this guy is sitting down in his house and is hearing everything, every decision the king is making in his bedroom. In his bedroom. Look at Samuel. Samuel walked so much in the supernatural that he, he knows everything before everything happens. Now, this is Old Testament where their spirit used to come upon them and go. It comes and it leaves. Let us talk about the New Testament. If all I can do tonight is to lay foundation, I'm going to continue next week. Okay.
Now, in Christ, in the New Testament, we don't have the Holy Spirit come upon us once a while and leave. We have the Holy Spirit. I wish you were here right now. I'm serious. I wish you were here. I'm seeing mists. This is mist in my office. Like physically, you can see a cloud here. My room is turning white. My office is turning white. All right, let me continue. <laughs> we don't have the Holy Spirit come upon us and leave like the Old Testament. We have the Holy Spirit residing in us. The Bible made it clear that we are the temple of the Most High. He is living on the inside. What we think is this. We think the Holy Spirit is different from God. God is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God. That's one person. So God is living on the inside of you. Everything that makes God, God, is not natural. Look at Jesus. His way of life was not natural. The way he responds to people was not natural. Because he responds by a superior wisdom that cannot be certified by any academical institution in any part of the world. Look at the apostles. People who were fishermen, who were Pharisees, who were just mere Jews, who were tax collectors, who were doubters. Who were mad Jews, mad Jews. And after Acts chapter 2, we saw a new dimension in these guys. They were filled with the same Holy Spirit that you have, the same Holy Spirit that Jesus was filled with, the same Holy Spirit you have. And they turned the world upside down. The same God is inside of him. Everything that makes God, God, is on the inside of you. You just need to be conscious of it. You just need to be conscious of it. So what then is the supernatural? The supernatural is anything that is done in the natural realm with a superior ability with a superior ability anything that is done on the natural realm anything that is done physically but done with a superior ability or you can say the supernatural is anything that is not natural. The supernatural can be defined in two ways. Something done in the natural realm, but with a superior ability, or something that is beyond the natural. If you heard that there was a Christian who went to the Olympics and ran 100 meters in two seconds. You will know that that's not natural. How can you run 100 meters in two seconds? Even the world-renowned Usain Bolt cannot run 100 meters in two seconds. The highest he ran was nine seconds. 100 meters in two seconds. That was not, that's not natural. 
The supernatural can be displayed not just in healing, not just in miracles, not just in, in the prophetic, whereby I can be telling you what is happening to you, not just in the prophetic, not just um, when people fall down, when I wave my hand and people are under the anointing. That's, that's, that's not the totality of the supernatural. Our everyday life can be supernatural. We can live a natural, supernatural life. We can live a natural, supernatural life. Look at the way Jesus was responding to situation. He had supernatural understanding that he made him to make right decision in every junction he gets to. He had this supernatural knowing. You see, sometimes I go for trainings and I train people, and people then ask me, say, okay, sorry, which school did you go to to acquire this thing? You have PhD? I'll say no. Okay, okay, you have masters, right? I'll say no. Why did you not get this training? I just tell them, sorry, I can't really share with you. It's personal. And they'll ask me, come on, feel free. I said, it's about my faith, so you can't understand. You know, you're not a Christian, so you can't understand. They'll just tell me, I should know where I should share. And when I tell them that I got it from the Bible, or I got it from in the place of prayer and meditation, they're amazed. I tell them about the spirit of knowledge that fits me with insights that will make me to come and teach you what you are not seeing and will lead to your breakthrough. Have you not read in the, book, in, the, in the book of Mark that Jesus entered their house? <laughs> the house of Peter and they said his mother-in-law was sick and Jesus held the hand of Peter's mother-in-law Jesus didn't pray. He didn't say a word. The fever checked out because God was unseen. God came on board and fever checked out. Jesus didn't pray. Jesus didn't say a word. Fever naturally left the scene. They say it got to a point that Jesus healed so many so that people were just touching him and just getting healed. In the book of John, Nathaniel, the brother of Philip, was arguing if there's anything good that can come out of Nazareth. And when he met Jesus, Jesus said to him, I saw you when you were under the tree before Philip called you. The guy marveled. How did you know? Let me tell you something. There's a spirit in the inside of you. It's the spirit of God. It's God himself. God is on the inside of you. Ready to make the natural your supernatural. Ready to make the supernatural your natural. Your, the identity that we carry in Christ does not permit us to see things or live or act the way men act. Let me tell you something. You carry the power of God on the inside of you, the wisdom of God on the inside of you, the understanding of God on the inside of you, the knowledge of God on the inside of you. The counsel of God is on the inside of you. When you touch things that are dead, because you have a life-given spirit, naturally you are meant to come to life. 
when people tell me, sir, business is not working, and I keep wondering, how is business not working when God is on the inside of you? Your business is meant to turn to natural because you are there. I'll hear people tell me, uh, I, uh, they, they, you know, they, they say they work in a company where they use, you know, some companies, when they, wake, when they come to work in the morning or in the beginning of the week, they sprinkle blood over the workers and the office. It's their religion. Or that those Indian companies or Chinese companies do that sometimes. And some people will stand up and confront resignation and say they want to resign. Me? Resign? Huh. No problem. People don't understand that evangelism is warfare. Paul said, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but what, what, against principalities and power. Government is saying, do not do this, do this, do this, do this. And you think it's the government that's the issue. We're not wrestling against flesh and blood, we're wrestling against powers. Against powers. I will come to, before I come to the work, before I resume every day, I mean, before I resume every morning, I will have spent time praying in tongues for like four hours or so. I will have trashed every one of them in tongues for four hours. When I stand up and I get to work, I will shake the way, wherever you are, I will shake you. Take it. You go down. Vice President, come here. Take it. Secretary, come here. Take it. Stand up. I ready to give your life to Christ. I will destroy every influence, every veil coming upon you. The thing about evangelism that sometimes you don't understand is that, like my brother said, there is these people that want to go and preach to exist in a kingdom called the kingdom of darkness. So there's a veil upon them. There's an influence upon them that is not making them to see or hear. We need to first of all go and bind the strong man before we can plunder his goods. We need to bind everything, bind any every influence. I don't want to go to that side. Let me just stick to the supernatural. You are naturally supernatural. You need to be conscious of it. The power of the spirit is not given to pastors, it's not given to prophets, it's not given to apostles or, or evangelists, it's given to all believers. Bible said, for those who believe. They shall lay hand upon the sick and they shall recover. He didn't say we should pray. He said lay hand. He didn't say we should pray. Let me tell you something. When you are laying hand upon people, nothing is happening in people's life. Possibly your hand is dead. Possibly your hand is dead. When you come to the office, you should not just be, hey, how are you doing? You should not just be chatting. When you step your feet into the office, the first thing you should start doing is to pray in tongues. We pray in tongues. And because things will change in the atmosphere. And see how the day will end. If you don't give glory to God at the end of the day. You are naturally supernatural. Things are supposed to be catching you on away. You have the spirit of God inside of you who sees things ahead. The Bible said the Holy Spirit will reveal to us the things to come. The things to come. People wake up. You'll be telling me someone is a witch. Someone is a witch. When James said in the book, in his book, that resist the devil and he shall that's the devil, the witch's boss. 
the ogre of the witch, the witch box, the leader of the witch. James said, I should just resist it. You know what I mean of resist there? He didn't say, I should say, come on. You know, it's like when you are chasing a god away, like a dog away. Say, Kai, come, come, get out of here. You should chase the devil away like a dog. Chase the devil away like a dog. A witch is not appearing. You're not scared. Cockroach is walking over you and then, hey, blood of Jesus, blood of Jesus. Blood of Jesus. Something is happening. You're already, you're already shivering. When God has given you the ability to control things and direct situations, the supernatural, you are not, this is your identity in Christ. That's so, you know, oh God, I'm amazed sometimes when people celebrate the supernatural, when it is the natural realm. Get what I'm trying to say here. Let us say, for instance, you lay hand upon someone and the person falls down under the power of God. You don't be feeling within you, you be blushing within you, you be feeling this, this sense of, yeah, I got it. Don't worry, it happened to me too. The first time I laid hand upon someone, the person fell down the power of God. I was blushing, to be honest. I was trying not to blush, but I was blushing. I was trying not to blush, but I was, I told myself I was blushing. Thank God nobody noticed. I laid hand upon someone, as the person fell too, I was like, yeah, <laughs> I've gotten there. But this is just childish. But right now, I don't care anymore whether you fall down, whether you don't fall down. The cocoa is, what, I, what, what is in the heart of God is... You know, comes to pass. That's the main point. Get, get me right. So I was saying, people celebrate that. You know, when you lay hand upon someone and something happens to the person, you're like, yeah, you need to have the power of God. Eh, come on now. Hey, I got power. This is not it's always supposed to be natural. It's like saying you give it to a child and the child is breeding. It's normal. You don't celebrate that. You don't call for parties because of that. Because you expect you expect a child to breed. You expect a child to breed. The same way you should expect yourself to walk in the supernatural. You should expect yourself to walk in the supernatural. When you're supposed to be amazed is when you act in a carnal way. People celebrate the supernatural and they are not Upset when they walk in the canal man in the canal path. You know, when you judge people, when you gossip, you're supposed to pick yourself like, come on, stop that. You're supposed to finish and be asking yourself, did I just finish gossiping? Did I just judge that guy? What made me say so? Why, why did I do that? You're supposed to be amazed when you are canal, not celebrating when you're supernatural. It's supposed to be it's supposed to be natural, demonstrating the supernatural. The supernatural can take place in your house, in your home, in your workplace. It's our natural realm. We're not meant to be doing things naturally. If you understand how what a smoothie is, our life with God is like a smoothie. It's God poured himself inside a, a blender and he poured us inside a blender and he placed the blender at the highest power and the blender did its work it spinned us so much that you can't separate us anymore we are irreversible irrevocably unseparable 
It's like saying, right now, you should pour pepper, all these things together. You should cook soup. You should cook soup. And I now want to punish her. She say, okay, separate this soup right now. I want to see the pepper aside. I want to see the maggi aside, all the sauce aside. I want to see the water aside. It's impossible. They have become one. The same way you and God, you have become one. God needs a body. You need God. You have become one. So you are the same way Scott in Teen Wolf was a werewolf. You, you are a God man. You and God, you have become one. So naturally, you are not you are not supposed to be working in your own capacity anymore. You are not living by the capacity of God. Sometimes there are sometimes. Well, let me give you an example of how the supernatural has been working in your life. There are some things that naturally you have given up before you give your life to Christ. Possibly you easily get frustrated. You easily get depressed. But since the time you got filled the Holy Ghost, you had this strength to carry on. That's the supernatural. This strength to carry on. You have this strength to carry on. You, 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 you have this strength to keep believing. That's supernatural. Naturally, people would have given up on that business. Naturally, people would have given up on that house. Naturally, people would have given up on that job. Naturally, people cannot hold on on that person's attitude. Your boss is always shout, shouting at you, but you, you kept holding on. Why are you holding on? Your marriage is almost going zigzag, or you kept holding on. Sometimes you feel like giving up the things that have happened in your life. A natural man would have committed suicide, but you are not even thinking of suicide. You are still believing, you are still present. Why is that? That's the supernatural in you. That's God. Because God, nobody can endure like God. That's God working in you. That's God working in you. You discover that before, if you do a, too much stress, you will fall sick. But right now, you have this grace, this endurance to keep doing things, and you barely fall sick. The highest that you can ever go is something that possibly you might just take, want to take two tablets of paracetamol, you're good, or you just need to just rest. But you remember those days where if you walk too much, you just fall sick, you land in the hospital. That's the supernatural. How come these days, since you started fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit, you have wisdom to strategize. You cannot lay, lay out plan. That's the supernatural. The supernatural is not just about healing, miracles. The supernatural is also in wisdom to strategize, to administrate, to make plans, to organize, to gather things and put people together without losing it. That's supernatural. Look at the way Jesus was responding to the Pharisee. He responded, you know, like the way normal. Naturally, those people were very corny that they will ask you a question that you have no choice but to fall into their trap. But Jesus always found wisdom to speak. That when he speaks, they are always quiet. Look at Peter, the way he responded to the counsel of the Pharisee. They said they spoke with such boldness, they knew they were uneducated men, but they observed that these people have been with Jesus. Tonight, I'm not going to teach you. 
how to operate in the supernatural. I'm just going to continue this next week. I'm going to continue this next week. I'm going to continue this next week. The supernatural is the fact that you have, been, you have spent a year without drug and you are good. With all the stress, it is the strength of God has been keeping you together. Your salary is not enough. Your job is so stressful. You barely have a social life. It's just God's grace, the supernatural in you, the God in you that has been keeping you together. That you're not, you are yet to lose it. The supernatural is in you. You need to be conscious of it. God and you have become one. The same miracles, dimension of the spirit that you see in the Bible, do it from Genesis to Revelation. I'm telling the gospel truth, you can demonstrate the same thing. What of knowledge is in you, what of wisdom is in you, spirit of uh, the sign of spirit is in you, tongues is in you, interpretation of tongues is in you, healings is in you, working of miracles is in you, gift of faith is in you. Understanding is in you. Might is in you. Wisdom is in you. Knowledge is in you. Counsel is in you. Love is in you. Everything that makes God, God, it resides inside of you. How conscious of you are. Are you conscious of this thing? The more conscious you are about this thing, The more you walk in them, demons have no power over you. You have every authority over demons because God have every authority over demons. The same God who created the de the, the devils, the, the the devil himself, all the demons, is inside of you. The same authority he has over them, you have it in too. Bible said we have been seated with Christ in the heavenly places. In the hierarchy spiritually, after God is man. After man is the angels. We are above them. We are above them. The power of God is available in you. The power to heal the sick, raise the dead, bring business back to life, attract customers, become influential, command situations, take over things. Jesus spoke to the sea and the sea healed. He spoke to the wind and the wind obeyed. And the disciple marveled like, what? What kind of man is this? Until you get to that place that people are seeing you and they are seeing God. You are yet to start your believer work. I hope my message inspires some of you tonight, or all of you, I believe, that naturally you are meant to be living in the supernatural, operating the supernatural, working in the supernatural. And I hope this definition helps. It's your identity in Christ, it's your life, it's 
supposed to be your lifestyle. It's your life in Christ to walk in this dimension. And I hope you'll wake up to this reality and manifest in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord.